Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to season four of Parent Talk, where we strive to parent authentically and continue to grow alongside our children. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two. We are broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area, and we are proud to provide the most up-to-date expert information for today's parent. Our goal is to inspire you become a more confident, peaceful, and connected parent. I'm, of course, with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hi, everyone. Yes, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk and also a mom of two. We all know that parenting is a journey and one that shouldn't be taken alone. So being the best parent we can be sometimes means listening, learning, and of course, asking for help. So our community is going to bring you strength and support along the way from pregnancy to puberty and beyond. Yes. So today we're talking about play with purpose. And we have with us Tracy Costa. Tracy is the CEO uh, and founder of PK Bean, Children Play and Playwear, and a mom of two. So hi, Tracy, and welcome to Parent Talk. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Heather. Hey. Thanks for having me. Well, it's awesome to have you with us today. So let's dive into today's topic. So why is play so important for children in times of uncertainty? And how can we create a physical and emotional space for kids? to play? That's a great question. Um, And I love answering that because I think that play has this kind of maybe just an old fashioned stigma around it, that it is a frivolous activity, like go play. And and it has sort of this, I don't know, this kind of like negative undertone from the standpoint of um, yeah, just where it's kind of come from. But in fact, if you think about children and their ability to communicate how they're feeling. Um, they don't, they don't have the, the knowledge or the skill set or the maturity to be able to articulate how they're feeling, especially in times of trouble in the world. And, and especially now parents are more stressed than ever. Um, you know, the masks, just, you know, isolation, all of these things. And kids can't articulate how scary that must be for them. Um, how overwhelmed they must feel. And they have this abundance of, of emotions and it often comes out in tantrums or irritation or whininess. And, you know, it's difficult for parents because we can't, you know, we've had tough days and we're managing all the things we're managing. You have to understand that children have all of these emotions and they have to be able to articulate it in some way. And that's where play is so critically important. Um, and a lot of us, you know, do give the opportunity to, to rise to allow children to have that space and time to play. It's where it's unstructured, where it's free, where they can have no outcome, where they can articulate their emotions through play, through building, through socializing, all of these things. But I think the most important thing is that as parents, we need to recognize that it's an important um, uh activity that is is really necessary and that means that we have to make space for it so uh, we have to make space from technology which is on on average kids are spending over eight hours a day in front of technology and media devices a day Um, those are Canadian stats 
and um, structured activities. Uh, we feel even more stress to educate our kids, um, give them, you know, very rigid kind of routines as far as schooling and all of that. And, and, I, and, and studies and research show that what's happening through play is learning. And I'll give you a, just a quick example of, of it with my daughter and another example with a younger child. My daughter's 11 and um, she's very sensitive and she has is on technology and more so than ever over COVID because she was connecting with her friends. Um, but I can see her getting irritated and I can see her, you know, um, stressed. And so I said to her, you know, why don't you just go and, you know, take some time, put the technology away and, um, and just be, and, uh, what she, she has uh, been inclined to do is she goes and finds her dolls, which she's 11 and doesn't really play with them very often anymore, but she goes to those, um, nurturing type activities and she starts dressing the doll and comforting the doll and feeding the doll and, um, you know, putting together her room so it's a certain way and she's talking to it and what's coming from that is she's calming herself through that and she's nurturing um, through that and these are fundamental ways for them to be able to articulate what they're going through and another one that I'll just mention is one of my friends has a three-year-old boy and through isolation um, wanted to really role play uh, getting in the car and going to see his friends. And he talked about through the car ride on the couch, they're sitting side by side and she's got the steering wheel and they're talking about what, you know, how their friends have been and, you know, they miss their birthdays and that, you know, he's sad because he hasn't had any play dates and he's so excited to see them. And through all of that, the brain is just firing and healing and, um, and just pulling all of this, together to make some sense for kids. So again, I just, I want to say it's, 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 it's fundamentally grounded in um, healthy growth and development. Um, it's grounded in um, resilience and working through emotions and, um, and we need to make space and time for it. Um, we need to, to really honor it. And sometimes I say, it's almost like we need to structure the unstructured time. It's like from this time to this time, we're just going to let you, you know, do whatever. And I can talk about what play looks like because, you know, sometimes people get a little bit overwhelmed with, oh, I got to get this and I got to get this and I got to do this and I've got to buy these things. And it, it's the nice thing about it is it costs nothing and it's, 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 it's free. It's, it can be anything. Um, but there are some things that, that need to rise to it, but Yeah. That that's uh, it's a really important thing. Very, very important. Definitely. So do you think the recent months have provided more or less opportunities for unstructured play? I think it, it, in some ways it's both. Uh, I think parents and children and the world has never been more stressed in my time. Um so with that, sometimes in order during these times to feel control, we have to control the environments. You know, we have to, like I said, we have to teach and we have to parent and we have to educate and we feel like we have to do all of these things that, um, you know, that really at the end of the day, if we just give ourselves some slack, everything, everything can come together and be um, 
yeah, we just don't have to be so hard on ourselves. But it, it but in some ways, uh, it, it has been fantastic because people are eating dinners together. There's not the structured activities, They're not driving to soccer practice and dance practice and hockey. And, and, and so, you know, we're spending more time together as families, which is so, so in, incredible. Um, and it's one of the silver linings, I think, out of all of this. And it's made us realize how important it is and those conversations that happen around the table and, um, you know, we're bringing out puzzles and we're bringing out games and we're doing things that we never did. So, um, and also there's times where it's like the technology is on like hyper stimulation because parents need to get their job done too. So it, it is a, it's, it's a tall order right now. Yes. So we know winter is coming. So as the weather gets cooler and wetter, uh, how can parents continue to facilitate play? Because it's so important when uh, so many gyms and programs are closed right now. Yeah, I think that the thing that recognizing what play looks like, it, it doesn't have to be building Lego. It doesn't have to be playing with dolls. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, having an arts and craft extravaganza, you know, where you just feel like all you're doing is cleaning up after one activity after the next, you know, and it's just that becomes stressful to a parent. Um, I think it's making... Um, sometimes just having a little bit of routine within it um, and um, engaging in activities like cooking or baking or um, music. Um, it can be, you know, just giving, it could be making space for um, kids to kind of figure some things out on their own so that it's not this manufactured kind of playful environment. But I, I think we just have to realize that um, well, some digital play is good too. Like I, I, I like to say that um, passive technology is not fantastic for large amounts of time where you're just watching screens. But I think, you know, if you're doing things that are arts and craft related, drawing, sometimes engaging with conversations with your friends um, and, and, you know, learning kind of different apps, there's, there's lots of things that aren't passive that you can benefit from. But I also think, you know, with that, we can make time to kind of venture outdoors too. And um, it doesn't have to be for long periods of times. But I think it's like setting up your day in a way that makes sense for you so that you know what to expect. They know what to expect. You're carving out moments of time. And play play can mean so many different things that we don't have to put our, our pressure on ourselves to sort of be the... Um, the gymnasium or the circus clown or the, you know, because that, that's a lot for parents to be able to do that. I think what we need to understand is that sometimes we just need to give space to the kids for them to figure stuff out. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I love watching kids when they just have nothing but to be bored. Yeah. It's incredible what they come up with. Definitely. Like one of, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> 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 so you touched on it a little bit, but what are your thoughts on screen time and what role can healthy digital, uh, healthy digital diet have in play? I mean, my, my thoughts on our, I mean, every parent, it means something different to every parent. My, my philosophy is everything in balance. Um, I think if we make it obsolete, then it becomes something that kids want to gravitate towards. It's like sweets and candy. They just become like ravenous up for it. So I think it's a nice, 
it's nice to have balance. I think personally, it's good to teach your own child their own compass on technology. Um, because if you're always the one having to parent that, um, then it becomes a, a tool and a leverage and it, and it, and it can cause challenges. I, I like to teach my daughter that when she's, you know, she, she to understand when she's feeling like she needs to take a break. Um, and of course I have to, you know, sometimes force the hand a bit, but, um, but I, I, I do take it back to balance. And I, and I, and I think you can tell with your own kids, if they've had enough time to play, they're exhausted, you're cooking dinner, um, you know, and they're, they're, they're going to listen to a story or they're going to do some fun game. Um, I think it's, you know, a balance between time and a balance between what it is that they're watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, what has it been like uh, during this pandemic to do not have, um, to not only be a working parent, right, but to run a company yeah. made up of working parents? Um, how have you supported your employees, um, like to juggle like kids, mm -hmm. work, school, parenting? It's been complicated for a lot of people. So I'm just curious, what have you done in, in the mm -hmm. last little bit? Well, the nice thing is with uh, PK Beans, my company, we've always been a culture that's focused on family first. So my philosophy is if something's happening in your family, you're not going to be present, present at work. I'm a mom first um, uh, from the standpoint of like emotional connection. And if something's happening with my kids or they have a field trip or if there's, you know, uh, doctor's appointments or they're sick, I can't focus on anything else but that. It's just human nature. Um, and so we've always created a culture in which we kind of, we say, and no one misses a field trip. We understand we can get our job done between a 24 hour period. And if you choose to pick those 24 hours that are not in a nine to five type platform, we, we hire so that people, so that people respect that and, um, and it works for them. And so kind of navigating into COVID, was fairly easy for us because we were already doing a lot of Zoom calls. We're already doing our, our, our daily check-ins with um, with each other at 10 in the morning. Um, I think more than anything, it was really just, well, for me, it was challenging, you know, like everyone. It's like trying to teach and parent and work. Oh, it's, you know, it's amazing how we can multitask and how efficient we can be. And you know, we kind of just managed as best we could through all that. But with my team, I think most importantly was having conversations and communicating. I mean, when you're not able to see each other, when you're not able to see the nuances of each person, their emotions they're experiencing, look at them in the eyes. A lot of it was just listening and talking and continuing to engage and comfort and reassure And, um, and just support, you know, so, so much of it was just like communication and, and support and, and, and that's how we've been able to get through it. And I'm super grateful for my team. Um, it was, it was, it was fairly challenging as I'm sure it was for you, for you as well. You understand fully what that's like. Oh, I think we all hear you right now. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I was curious as a business owner, right? So, and I'm understanding you work with a lot of women, right? So I think it's really interesting what you're saying. And yes, you can get 
the job done, not necessarily from nine to five, because your kids are awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you have to start working night shift, you know, and not sleep. Because a lot of moms, I think, end up doing this. Yeah, they and do. And it's funny because I was reading an article and um, they were saying that uh, in the, the article that a lot of women right now are reconsidering their work because oh, they, God, can't, yeah. they can't do it right now. And this pandemic, it's actually, you know, it's lasting more than a little first two months than yeah. we thought it would, right? So a lot of parents and family and women, a lot of women are uh, redesigning their life. And, you know, it might yeah. not be a bad thing at the end because maybe all along it was not what was the most healthy for their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I read a stat uh, recently that over 2 million women in the United States have uh, taken a step back from their careers. So it's a real challenge because, you know, we're starting to, starting to make a lot of progress in gender gaps and mm-hmm. um but you know what? I think the most important thing, the two main things that have come out of this is the responsibility that is on a mom is incredible. And the amount that a mother does is incredible. And that's not to say that husbands aren't doing that as well. There's a different kind of, uh, for the most part, there's a, a different kind of responsibility that has been on the mother. Yeah. Um, so it's a bringing in awareness. Like my, like I said, my culture was already like this and it was, you know, it was challenging for us because people looked at us like, like, that's really how you work. That's, you know, I don't work like that. I work from nine to five and, and I don't put any extra hours in. And, and, and so it doesn't work for some people, but for us, it was like, not that we're putting extra hours and we're just working when it meets our schedule. Um, so I think it's important to bring awareness to, to, to what the burden is on, on women and, and their careers and gender gaps and things like that. And then second of it, I, I think the most transformational thing that I hope can come out of this is that the educational system needs a complete overhaul. And maybe we can look to other platforms to be able to school children in a way that's not so um, manufactured. Because all uh, you know, all kids learn differently, and um, to try to put every child into the same system is what I believe a complete detriment to society. And so I I hope that out of of this, maybe the education system will get a revamp to some degree. Yeah. Tracy, something uh, my take home message, and I'm taking uh, from uh, talking with you today is definitely. Um, plan some unstructured play and just let your kids play and have fun and let them let them let their imagination go wherever it goes and to support them in that and have fun with them mm-hmm. and um it's something that I think we all know as a parent but it's a great reminder because I it is a great myself reminder. you know and I I'm the first thing I start it's actually structured play when I play with them but to yeah. just let them be and just follow their, follow their wave, you know, ride their Mm -hmm. wave. And, oh, now we're cows or we're dogs or we're doing this. I have really little ones. Right. So yeah, it is what it is. It's hard for parents because we want to like have a purpose with it, you know? So it is hard for us, but I would give uh, some recommendations, just like simple recommendations is like, let, think about it this way. They are your boss if you're playing with them. And if you want to say like, we're just going to do this for half an hour. So at least, you know, in your head that I'm only going to have to be a dog or a cat or a (laughs) whatever for (laughs) half an hour, 
And that's fine. Like you can end the play, but for that half an hour, they get to be your boss. You don't tell them the rules. You don't make any structure. You don't make it work like, oh, well, we're going to make it into a lemonade stand and we're going to charge money and we're going to, you know, we're going to start to like make it work. Well, now it's not work. Now, now it's not play. It's work. So it has to be under their terms. They have to lead it. They have to guide it. You just have to be like, like they're, they're, you're their employee and they're your boss. And so think of it like that way, because we as adults, I know I do it. You're like, no, no, no. The red ones all go together and the yellow Legos all go together. And no, 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 you don't put it there. You, you know, and then you're like, let me do it. And then you, especially if you're a type A personality like me, it's so hard, but you You have to have a hard time time with when I actually do this with my kids. It's like, no, we have to clean up this before we do another game, right? Yeah. It's (laughs) it's really hard. hard. Yeah, I have to let that go. And you know what, when we finish or half an hour, then maybe we clean up because for them, if they're, I find my kids merge the games together sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, whoa, 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 this is way too messy. I know it's so hard. It really, really is. And we have to, I have to understand, we have to give ourselves some credit and, you know, work through, you know, and, and be patient with ourselves, but you know, it, it, it is hard. And I understand that. I think what we, what the takeaway is, is that in play, emotions are being worked through more than we know. Learning is happening at greater paces than we know. And, um, and so I think it's just really important for us to respect it and, 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 and give, and give space for it. Awesome. Yeah. Tracy, we can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Where else can we find you? On Instagram, you can find us at PK Beans Kids and on Facebook, PK Beans Kids. Um, and our website is pkbeans.com. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. that concludes today's episode. Heather and I would like to uh, thank you, Tracy, for taking the time to be here and bring so much value to all of us parents. Thank you. You're welcome. So helping Thank us. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. It's super nice to have you and helping us be the best parents we can be. So for our listeners, if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and now also on YouTube at Parent Talk TV. Of course, you can always subscribe to, to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca. And if you like today's episode, we're inviting you to share it on social media. As we all know, parenting can be hard, so it's important to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village, and be true to yourself. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone, so thank you for listening, and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate, but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner. <laughs>